What's up, guys? How we doing? Good morning. This is MMA Fan Talk with Ray here at beautiful and beautiful San Diego. It is exactly, what time is it, guys? 10 minutes to 8 in the morning. 10 minutes to 8 in the morning. I'm happy to be here with you guys today. MMA Fan Talk. I want to appreciate all the nine listeners uh, <laughs> from my last uh, last podcast I recorded six days ago. Um, at least I'm keeping the consistency, right? Um it was six days ago, I promised you guys a podcast every week, so here's another one coming from me, Ray from MMA Fan Talk. Hmm. As usual, I'm driving to work. Um, I get in at nine, uh, 9 o'clock today, so I get off. I got off a little early from my home, so I, I wouldn't catch all this crazy traffic, And uh, plus the fact that we got the big bosses coming over today to kind of do a quick audit inspection on us and uh, kind of check out how we're doing our, our job. Uh, which I think we're doing a phenomenal job at work. But anyways, guys, MMA fan talk. Enough about my job and my work. That's boring. Um, excited about the past fight, uh, the fight this past weekend, but disappointed on the on the cancel fight, obviously with Kelvin. And I and last podcast I kept calling him Kevin, 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 right? Um, and that's why I named it. It's Kelvin, not Kevin, you idiot. That's why I named my podcast uh, last week that. Uh, but anyways, Kelvin Gastelum, you know. Uh, was left stranded without a date, without a dance partner uh, last Saturday due to, obviously, Mr. We all know, we all heard about it already, uh, Robert Whitaker being injured, you know, going through his operation for his hernia, um, which sucks for, for him, obviously, first and foremost, but it also sucks for all of us, right, the fans that really wanted to watch him fight and go at it with Kevin Gastelum, um, but, hey, not bad at all because we also had the co-main event that took over as the main event. And it was Anderson Silva against Israeli Stylebinder. Um, and that was a, that fight lived up to the hype. I mean, it wasn't the greatest fight you've ever seen. But it was a good fight. It was a good fight. Uh, Anderson showed that at 41 or 42, I think he's 41, 42 years old. He, uh, he, still, has, he, still, has a, he still has a technique. He still has a chin. He still has a power he still has the stamina to put up with with three rounds of competitive mma against the best in the world right against uh, the top 10 in the world i mean still uh is israeli is uh israel is a uh what is he top five contender possibly going to go up against uh the champ next if robert whitaker recovers quick enough if not he's probably going to fight for the uh, interim belt um at 185 pounds right so I mean, it was a great fight overall. I enjoyed it. Um, I wish that, w- that Robert Whitaker Ke- uh, Kelvin fight would have happened. I think it would have made the card much, much better, uh, much more exciting, and it would have been a great warm-up fight uh, for for the Silva uh, the Silva Stylebinder Stylebinder uh, fight would have been a great warm-up fight uh, to to uh, to introduce us to the to the main event, which would have been obviously Robert Whitaker and, and Kelvin. But that did not happen. But you know what? Overall, it was cool. Um, but you know what, guys? Forget about last weekend. Forget about last weekend. Forget about Saturday. That's the past. That's the past. This freaking Sunday, we have a card that I think it's going to be the card of the year. Even though the rest of the cards haven't come out for the year, I think there's going to be at least three fights of the year in this card. Okay? And I'll tell you guys why right now. First and foremost, we have the return of the Mexican King, the Mexican heavyweight champion of the world, the first heavyweight Mexican champion of the world for any uh, uh, combat sport, Mr. Cain Velasquez, 
is returning after I think two or three years of, of disappearance, of not of not fighting. He's coming back and he's fighting none other than Francis Ngannou, who I think it's going to be a tougher matchup than what people think. Because Francis Ngannou has been active for the past years, right? He hasn't stopped fighting. Yeah, he's been beat a couple times, but he hasn't stopped fighting. He's fought for the championship in one of those run, uh, uh, runs against uh, Stipe. Lost the fight. But, uh, but he's been active. He's been fighting, and guess what? When you're active, you're doing two things. You're practicing, you're fighting, and you're improving. So he's definitely been improving, Francis Ngannou. And Cain Velasquez, who knows? Who knows if he has been improving because he's been recovering from his back, right? From his back injury that he had. He had an operation on his back. He's been going through hell with that. And um, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for him. But, but, but I still think it's going to be a great fight. I still think it's going to be a competitive fight because we all know that Cain Velasquez is a very competitive fighter and hopefully brings in that stamina that he's known for, uh, the flurry of punches that he doesn't stop throwing. Hopefully he doesn't stop throwing those punches. Uh, hopefully he doesn't gas out, which he's not known to gas out, except for that one time in Mexico City because of the altitude. <clears throat> um, except that one time, that's the only time he ga- actually gassed out, right? Because he had he, he took he was fighting an altitude level and he wasn't used to it. And obviously, uh, uh, uh Fabrizio Verdum was was used to it because he had, I think, established his camp in Mexico City for the past month before the leading up to the fight. So that was an advantage for uh, um, Fabrizio Verdum. Uh, but but you know what? Other than that, I mean, we've always seen him in shape. We've always seen Kane ready to rock and roll. Um, and Francis Ngannou, we all know what he can do, and he can knock, he can knock guys out. He can knock fools out. He can hit hard. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a great fight. I think it goes uh, two ways, and obviously, two very basic ways on this fight. I think Francis Ngannou catches him in the first round with a left hook, drops him, and knocks him out. Right? That, that that's one of the ways that this fight can go. If Francis Ngannou does not knock out. Uh, Cain Velasquez in the first round Trust me guys He is not as a fan As an MMA fan Not an expert but a fan I do not think that Francis Ngannou Is going to knock him out in the second, third, fourth or fifth round I don't know if it's a five round fight I got to check that I, I, I forgot to check if it was a, a, a three round or five, a five round fight I don't think he's going to knock him out Honestly guys in the, in, the, uh, in the second, third or fourth or fifth round If they go five rounds right Or if it's a three round fight I think his only chance for Francis Ngannou is in the first round If he catches him If Cain Velasquez Grabs a hold of him Doesn't get caught in the first round It's going to be a long, long night for Francis Ngannou And when I mean long I mean he's going to get his ass kicked uh, He's going to get whooped left and right All over that octagon He's going to get bloodied up He's going to get taken down. He's going to get ground and pounded. He's going to get kicked in the face. He's going to get karate chopped. I mean, he's going to get everything that you can you can ask for in a fight. He's going to get it. Because Cain Velasquez brings diversity to that octagon. He brings everything. He brings everything. He brings a, 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 a jiu-jitsu. He's a true mixed martial artist, right? Brings a stand-up game. Brings the wrestling game. Brings jiu-jitsu. Brings, brings it all. Brings ground and pound. So, if this... If this uh, fight goes past the first round, it's going to be a long night for Francis Ngannou. If Francis Ngannou clips him or catches Cain Velasquez, it's got to be in the first round. And that's the only opportunity he's got. So this is the reason why I think this uh, this fight's going to be so exciting on Sunday. 
It's going to be a Sunday fight, which I love. We haven't seen a Sunday fight in a while. I love Sunday UFC fight nights. It reminds me of old school uh, uh, Wednesday uh, UFC fight nights. Back in the days, there used to be Wednesday fights. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, back when Diego Sanchez was in his prime, they used to have some Wednesday night fights. Uh, UFC fight nights used to put some Wednesday night fights, which I loved. And I think they were on Spike TV back in the days. Uh, but those were some awesome fights, right? During the week, middle of the week. You can have a couple of cold ones with the buddies and then go home, st- still go home early enough to get some sleep and go to work the next day. Well, this is kind of a sen- same scenario, sort of like uh, like uh, like football on a Sunday, but it's UFC on a Sunday. And I freaking love it. I'm gonna love it. I'm such a big fan that I love Sunday night uh, uh, fights. <clears throat> but anyways, I'm, I'm jumping the gun from one topic to another. Um, if Francis Ngannou can catch him, it's going to be it's going to be a, a short night for Mr. Kane. And the reason I think it's going to be a great at least a great first round is because Francis Ngannou is going to come out with a flurry. He knows it. Francis Ngannou and his corner know that if they don't catch Cain Velasquez in the first round, Cain Velasquez is going to tire out Francis Ngannou and he's going to beat the crap out of him the whole night. So Francis Ngannou has to come out guns blazing. He's going to have to come out throwing that left beautiful hook, that uh, shovel hook that he knocked out. My man, um, gosh, my names are out of my head right now. The names are out of my head right now. My man, uh, Alistair Overeem with. He knocked out Overeem with that left shovel hook. Uh, like, there was no tomorrow. He, I mean, like, like his head went to to the, to, to, to the, another planet when he hit him with that with that left hook. Um, he knocked him out clean, and that could happen to Kane because he's been knocked out before. Kane got knocked out, if you guys remember, uh, uh, against Junior Dos Santos in their first fight. They had um, the first main event that they had at, Fox, right? When Fox took over the, uh, when Fox had the contract with UFC, they had the first main event, and it was Cain Velasquez versus Junior Dos Santos, and Cain Velasquez knocked him out in, I think, 30 seconds, right? The first round. Hit him in the back of the temple, and or the side of the head, and knocked him out. I remember that like it was yesterday. I was heartbroken, because it was such a quick fight, and I'm such a big Cain Velasquez uh, fan. And then we all know what happened afterwards. Cain Velasquez came back in the next two, three fights, whatever it was, and beat the crap out of him. Um for days, right? Beat the crap out of him for days. But anyways, guys, that's how I think Francis Ngannou is going to come out. I think he's going to come out guns blazing. I think it's going to be a rough, rough, tough uh, first round for Cain Velasquez. But the thing about Cain Velasquez, if he doesn't get clipped by Francis Ngannou, he's going to maneuver his way around those shots. He's going to be taking him down and maybe not even take him down, but we all know what Cain loves to do. He loves to get up in that, uh, getting close and get that dirty boxing going. Uh, he loves to clinch. He loves to be right on your face with his big old freaking Mexican head. And and I can say that, guys, because I'm Mexican myself. Uh, Mexican head in front of Francis Ngannou's uh, face. He's going to rub, he's going he's gonna to ram that face, uh, that head against uh, Francis Ngannou's face and, and, and just clinch and, and dirty box him and hit him in the body, hit him in the head and kick him. And, but he likes to, he loves to fight up close. He loves that close-range type of fighting, uh, Kane, and, and and that's what makes Kane so deadly and so uh, and, and such a punisher for the heavyweight division because he's not a very tall guy. He gets in close and he can he can he can set off those shots from close by, right? He doesn't need that distance. He loves to fight from up close and personal and keeps it very personal and really makes it a long night for his opponent. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it over and over again against Junior Dos Santos. We saw it against Travis, right? Travis Brown. We saw it against uh, Bigfoot Silva. I mean, we've seen this over and over of, of his style of fighting, of ground and pounding, and just staying up close and personal. And makes it a rough fight. Just makes it a, a dirty, rough, 
a long night for his opponent. And I think that's what he's going to try to do to Francis Ngannou. And Francis Ngannou in that first round has to let off a shot with distance because he's a very tall guy. And he's rangy and he's, and he's long and he can hit, right, like a mad truck. So he needs to stay long. He needs to um, he needs to utilize his jab. He needs to utilize that boxing because he's got beautiful boxing and he's got speed for his for his weight division. So he's got what it takes on a stand-up game, but in the in in the complete mixed martial artist, he doesn't have what Cain Velasquez has. And and, and it's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a great first round. But ultimately, if it gets past the first round, it's definitely gonna be Cain Velasquez's fight the rest of the night if he doesn't stop him. Uh, by the third round. I think if they go past, here are my predictions, guys. If Francis Ngannou knocks him out in the first round, then it's over. We know Francis Ngannou won, right? If he does, I don't think he will. I think Kane has a rough first round. I think he makes a comeback on the second round. And I think going into the third round, he stops him in the middle of the third round. So if you're going to play some bets, guys, because I am, I'm going to bet Kane Velasquez in the third round by stoppage. It's not going to go to decision. Cain Velasquez in the third round by stoppage ground. Uh, guys, ground and pound, not even a submission. Ground and pound. He's going to beat the crap out of a, uh, out of Francis Ngannou in the third round. Excited, guys. Excited about this fight. I'm excited about the undercard, too. Let me get into it a little bit there. That undercard's not bad at all, guys. The co-main event. We have James Vick versus Paul Felder. <laughs> well, that's going to be a hell of a fight, too. Oh, can't wait for that one. James Vick versus Paul Felder. I think Paul's going to take uh, James Vick out. I think Paul Felder has much, much more experience than James Vick. I still think James Vick is too tall for that division. And what I mean by that, I think he's losing too much weight to make it in that 100. I don't know if they're going to fight at lightweight or if they're going to fight at welterweight. Let me check, guys. Give me a second here. Uh, Because I know James Vick. I know know Paul Felder has fought at at, at welterweight before when he fought against against Platinum Mike Perry. That was at at a welterweight division. Oh, it's lightweight. Yeah, good, good, good. Okay, so it's a lightweight fight. So it's at 155 pounds. So James Vick, I think I still think he's too tall for 155 pounds. I think he should go up to 170. I think he depletes himself too much when he goes down to 155 pounds because he's a big, big guy. He's a tall guy. I want to say he's 6'2", maybe. He's like, like a tall, freaking lightweight, 155 pounder. And Paul Felder, I think he's 5'10", but Paul Felder cuts weight very good. Uh, he's an intelligent fighter. He knows the game, as, as we know him. I mean, we usually, uh, we're used to hearing him announcing in the UFC fights, right? He's usually an announcer. He's one of the broadcasters there. He does some interviews once in a while as well. He's a smart fighter, man. He knows the game. He's got a lot of technique. I really have a lot of faith in Paul Felder. I think Paul Felder uh, reminds me a lot of uh, his style of fighting and the technique and the knowledge that he has. Reminds me a lot of Brian Stan. Obviously, a smaller Brian, uh, a smaller Brian Stan, right? Brian Stan was a light heavyweight and sometimes even a heavyweight. Uh, but he reminds me a lot of Brian Stan. And 100, I think he fought at 185 pounds too, uh, Brian Stan. Uh, I forget, but but uh, but he's a big guy. Uh, but he reminds me a lot of him. His style of fighting reminds me a lot of him. Very technical, very smart fighter. Um, uh, so, uh, so uh, honestly, guys, James Vick versus Paul Phillips, uh, that's going to be a great fight because James Vick has a lot of heart. But ultimately, I think Paul Felder's technique is going to beat James Vick. I think this goes to decision. I think it's a great stand-up fight. I don't think they go to the ground at all. But I think it's a great stand-up, and I think in the stand-up game, uh, Paul Felder's going to get the best of uh, James Vick. He's going to out, out, outclass him with technique. Um, we also have guys Courtney Casey versus Cynthia Calvillo, which I think is going to be a great fight at the strawweight division. Uh, that's going to be a tight one. I think Cynthia Calvillo will beat Courtney Casey um, uh, via decision. And then, guys, this is the fight that I was waiting for. This is the fight that I'm so excited about more than probably the Cain Velasquez fight. And let me tell you guys why. 
we have the son of the legend, the son of the 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 the, the MMA god, right? The son of the jiu-jitsu king. We have Mr. Crone Gracie, guys, fighting in the undercard of the Cain Velasquez, Francis Ngannou. Mr. Crone Gracie versus Alex Caceres, uh, Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres, right? They're going to fight at freaking featherweight, guys. They're going to fight at 145 pounds, and I can't wait. I just can't wait to see Mr. Crone Gracie get down in the UFC for the first time in his career. I'm excited about this. I'm so freaking excited. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice, but I can't wait for this because this is a true fight. Because Alex Caceres is no joke. Alex gets down. He knows MMA. I mean, he went to decision against uh, my man, uh, uh, um, El Pantera. Gosh, man, the names are just coming out of my head right now. I'm so excited. I can't think of the freaking the guy's names. El Pantera, gosh, man, come on, how did I forget my man's name? Anyways, he went up in Denver when they fought in Denver. Alex went to decision against El Pantera, uh, the Mexican fighter who's great. Um, I can't believe I forgot his name, guys. I, I apologize. It's early in the morning for me. I haven't drank my coffee, as you can tell. I'm not even hyped up yet. But anyways, I, I think it's going to be a freaking awesome, awesome fight for Crone Gracie and Alex Caceres. I think it's not going to be a quick one, but it's a true challenge for Crone. Because it's not like it's gonna be a give me, you know, a little, a little, uh, a gimme fight. And I love the fact that they haven't promoted Crone uh, as they as they should, as they could have, right? They could have blown him up because he's freaking Hickson Gracie's son. Hickson Gracie is the legend. If you guys have not seen the documentary Choke, Choke guys, C H O K E. The documentary is called Choke. It's the Hickson Gracie documentary. When he fights in the, in the uh, tournament in Japan, a Vale Tudo tournament in Japan, I think it was 1996 or 97. Um, <clears throat> man, that documentary to me is the best documentary of all time. Choke. And they came out in the 90s, guys. You can find it on YouTube. You can YouTube Choke. <sighs> to this day, you watch Choke, you'll learn something, guys. You will take something home if you watch Choke today with Hicks and Gracie. And you can see little Crone Gracie as a baby there with his brother, Hick, uh, uh, Hokson. Obviously, Hokson, we all know, passed away. Rest in peace for Hokson, his, his older bro- Crone's older brother. But you can see them as little kids going to the tournaments, going to the practices with their father, with Hicks and Gracie, the legend, the guy that everybody respected, the guy that never lost a fight in his life, whether it was a street fight or whether it was an MMA fight or whether it was a jiu-jitsu match or whether it was a judo match, Whatever it was, Sambo, whatever Hickson competed in, he always won. He was the king of the kings of the Gracies and probably the whole damn world at the time. Uh, but Hickson is a legend, and this is his son, Crone, and he's coming back to reclaim what's theirs. And I think that's a championship 145-pound belt. I think I'm kind of getting too excited right now, but I'm just excited that it's Crone. I can't wait to see Hickson. I think Hickson will be in his corner. Um, and to me, you know, I'm a big Hickson Gracie fan. I'm just a Gracie fan in general, but Hickson is my favorite. And, uh, I look at him as a superhero. I look at him as, uh, as little kids look at Spider-Man. I look at Hickson. To me, Hickson is a superhero just because of the discipline that he had, just of, of the way he was raised, just of the way of his life, just of the style of life that he lives, a healthy, uh, uh, true mixed martial artist, uh, lifestyle. And to me, that's nothing but respect because to carry that life is very, very hard to do. But anyways, that's Hickson, that's his father, but his son Crone is fighting in the undercard of this Sunday fight. And that's the only reason why I think I'm going to skip uh, 
uh, Sunday uh, Sunday fun day with the family just to watch Mr. Crone Gracie fight. Um, and, and and I'm excited. I, I think Crone is in his prime right now. Um, I think Crone, uh, uh, um, he's fought MMA before. I think he's fought a couple fights in um, in uh, Ryzen. I believe it was Ryzen in Japan. But he's fought a couple fights in Japan. Uh, he, he, I mean, I, the, it's a good fight because of the true test. If he can go through Alex Caceres, if he can beat the crap out of Alex Caceres, because Alex Caceres can move, man. He's a lanky 145-pounder. He moves. He kicks. He hits. He knows grappling. He knows jiu-jitsu. He can wrestle. The kid is good. So it's a true test for Crone. We'll see if Crone is, is, is rounded, is, is well-rounded in his game. We all know he's the jiu-jitsu king. We all know he is the man when it comes to jiu-jitsu. And there's no freaking grip like Crone's. Crone will grab a uh, will grab a hold of your neck and destroy you and just smash you and just smash you, right? We know that. But can he hit? Can he put up with the stand-up game? If he cannot take somebody down, can he, can he strike? Can he kick? That's the part of Crone that we haven't seen. So, this is the true test for Crone Gracie. I'm excited to watch it. I hope Crone becomes victorious, and I hope Crone uh, improves. Well, whatever he comes up, whatever the, 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 the final uh, uh, decision is this Sunday night with Crone Gracie, I hope he looks good, and I hope he improves, and I hope he gets more fights, because I believe he's a potential superstar. Good-looking kid, smart, speaks Portuguese, speaks English, uh, son of the legend. I mean, what more do you want? If he can get through Alex, forget about it. Crone is going to blow up in the UFC. He's going to get a lot of, he, he already has a lot of fans, but he will get more fans due to his background, due to him being a, a true, a true Gracie, right? He comes directly from that bloodline of freaking champions. And who else than a direct bloodline from his father, Hickson, mother freaking Gracie. Hickson, mother freaking Gracie. That's his son, Crone Gracie. The direct line, the future. His son. I can't wait. I can't wait, guys. I love you guys. I think I got too excited today, but you know what? It's a, it's something to be excited about. Can't wait for Sunday fights, and can't wait to talk to you guys about it next week. Whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but I will talk to you guys about it next week. Hopefully this time I can record my Spanish one. Last week I did not have a chance to record my Spanish podcast. Uh, I think I've done like two or three. I, I couldn't do it last week because I did not have the chance. I was too busy at work, guys. I, I apologize. Hopefully I can hit one up this week for uh, in Spanish for my Spanish listeners, to so my Spanish friends. Um, guys, this is MMA Fan Talk. You guys know that I keep it short and simple. I get straight to the point, straight to the fights that excite me. And obviously, the Cain Velasquez fight versus Francis Ngannou is going to be an awesome fight. Obviously, James Vick versus Paul Felder is going to be a freaking phenomenal fight. And obviously, Mr. Alex Caceres versus Crow Gracie is going to be the shit. Guys, watch it. Enjoy it, guys. I love you guys. This is MMA Fan Talk. I got to get to work out now, guys. I got to get to not work out. I got to get to work. I will work out tonight, but I got to get to work. Love you guys. Hope you enjoyed this uh uh, this podcast of MMA Fan Talk, Cain Velasquez versus Nganu, baby. Love you guys. Watch it on Sunday. Don't miss it. Watch it Sunday night, guys. And most importantly, I will talk to you guys next week. Love you. Bye.